This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 357. You say you want a revolution? Well, you know, we all want to change the world. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com Podcast. And welcome to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 357. And as usual, I am joined by Gaz. Gaz, how you doing? So, sorry, you are? I'm, I don't, I, I don't know. I wasn't here last week. So I, I'm, I'm a bit confused myself. <laughs> oh, you're that, you're that, yeah, big balding bloke, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, bal- oh balding. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, guy. How are you? Oh man, uh, I'm doing pretty well. I had a I had a nice uh, nice little break there from the show, uh, but it's, of course it's always good to be back. Oh, I should hope so too. Yeah, and uh, great job last week, by the way. Not only not only the show itself, but uh, but editing it because uh, believe me, I know what a pain in the neck that can be sometimes. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it, actually. It would, um, it did take me till quite late in the night, but I knew that if I left it, I wouldn't have any time to do it over the next couple of days. So I was up until about 1 o'clock, I think, or something, 12, 30, 1 o'clock that oh, night. Oh, putting so, the whole thing together? Yeah, and I'd finished, I'd finished, we'd finished around, I don't know, 9-ish or something like that, I don't know, half past 9. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. So uh, kudos to you, man. Yeah, well, that's what I do every week, or almost every week since I didn't do it last week <laughs> but that's sometimes that's just so how, how was your go. trip because the the listeners are dying to know I, just how many podcasts you actually got through i got through other than um let's see i i didn't get through one of the for mac eyes only and uh i got near to the end of the last imp that i had but i got through all the other all the other ones yeah, but the IMPs go on for days anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, I having you know, both of us having been, I, actually, I think the one I was listening to was the one that you and I did together. So you heard most of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually the first time you and I have been on a podcast other than this one together. Ever? Uh, did you think? I think so. I think we've been on the IMP before together. To be honest with you. Are you sure? Anyway, anyway, okay, well, anyway, regardless. anyway. Yeah, it was fun. Either way. Either yeah, way. and I got to see, uh, I got to see uh, good, my good friend Dave and his wife Joyce and, uh, and Mary and her son Brian and, and uh, the menagerie of animals that she has over at her house. Excellent. And uh, it was a long Any drive. Max? No, no, actually, uh, no Max at all. <laughs> I, didn't so you, e- I didn't even take my laptop with me. I just took my iPad. Good grief! You you were Macless. I, I bet you did a bit. I bet you did a bit of testing with your Mac, your iPad, didn't you? Just to see. I wonder if I could do this while I'm away. So a bit of testing for next year. Well, I I tried. Um, one of the things, and I put this not only on the My Mac Facebook page, um, but I think I put it out on Twitter as well. That I was trying to figure out a way that I could record Skype, you know, a Skype conversation on my iPad, and. You know, I, I and I sent email and tweets to a, a couple of uh, app makers, and they all just kind of gave me back a collective, huh? <laughs> what? Why would you want to do that? It's like, what? does it really matter why I want to do it? Can your app do it or not? Does anybody make an app that does this? And the answer is no. Nobody does. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Now I can I can you know easily hook up a microphone through you know various ways onto an iPad and record it in GarageBand or or any other number of apps, but I could not see a way without other external hardware to record a, a Skype conversation on an iPad. And actually, this is kind of weird. Uh, one thing that I thought about trying to do was you know use Skype on my iPhone. And then have the output of that go into the iPad using like a uh, what is it? I think it's called the iRig that has two inputs. Right. And then I would have a, a microphone set up on the other part of the iRig, and then whoever it was I was talking to on Skype would hear me through the microphone on my uh, on my iPhone. 
And I started thinking about all this. It's like, why are you doing this? (laughs) I was just thinking, (laughs) you keep doing this, someone's going to buy you a MacBook Air and say, just get on with it, will you? Well, well, if anybody wants to buy me a MacBook Air, (laughs) I will grudgingly accept it. Yeah, if I have to. You know, who wants a MacBook Air? <laughs> anyway, on with the show and enough of these shenanigans. Uh, Wait, we're doing a show, are we? Yeah, we're doing a show, man. Now, you've got this thing where you had a comment on Mobile Me's demise, and you had this thing here that says it's all about Stein's Law. And I actually had to look him up. Or actually, no, no, you had a link there, a wiki link for, for Herbert Stein, who yeah. I'd never heard of before. But, <laughs> and I should have because he was a uh, he was one of the advisors under uh, Nixon and Ford, which was when I was, you know, coming into my teens and being a little more aware of, you know, something other than myself. Well, I think Nixon and Ford should have listened to him more. Well, definitely Nixon should have listened to him more. So, so that worked out so well for him. <laughs> so did did you get the bit that I was yes. relating to? Yes. yes. And I kind of paraphrased it by, you know, that which cannot continue won't. Correct. Correct. <laughs> if, some, if something cannot go on forever, it will stop. Right. So, yeah, mobile me is something which could not go on forever. So it's stopping. stopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, in a fashion, of course, they have got. They, they are. They are <laughs> keeping some parts alive. But uh, yeah. anyway, we won't go on about that because people people have heard me go on ad infinitum about that. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the I'm other... moving on. Moving I'm moving on. on. I'm all. I'm already looking at different hosting plans. Yeah, and it, it's kind of too bad because Mobile Me was just kind of seamless, and and well, and on the same token, iCloud hasn't come out yet, so you know maybe there's some pieces, bits and pieces that uh, Apple hasn't announced that they'll put in. But I wouldn't count on yeah. it. No, I'm, not gonna count. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to count on it. Now you've put something in here about some Mac Mini. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now a couple of shows ago, uh, I I told you that I just bought my my son Peter a uh, a new i3 iMac because the Mac Mini that he had was getting. It wasn't that it was old, but it was kind of an inadequate for what he wants to do, which is a lot of video editing. Mm, so yeah. his his birthday came they, up. They're, they're good, but they're they're not that good. No, uh, well, yeah, not so much for video editing. So I got him an i3 iMac, which left me with his old Mac Mini. And when I went to Ohio, uh, my, my good friend Dave, as he usually does, uh, he sets up this big bonfire, and we sit around a bonfire and drink until all the wood in the bonfire is gone. So uh, a couple people were there, uh, some other good friends of mine, Debbie and Gail, and they have a, uh, I think it's a Dell laptop that's kind of on its last legs running, oh, Windows Vista. <laughs> and you know they they know that I'm a you know a, a Mac guy and were kind of asking me some questions about it and it was like well you know I've got this Mac Mini that I was going to kind of clean up and and just sell on Craigslist or something and if you guys want it I'm perfectly willing to sell it to you and take off a little bit I was going to sell the whole schmear of what I was selling for about seven hundred but because they're friends of mine I'll, I'll give it to them for six hundred plus whatever it takes me to ship it to Ohio. And you know, basically, it's a it's a two gigahertz Core Two Duo Mac Mini, which can upgrade to Lion. Two gigs of RAM, three twenty gig hard drive. Uh, I'm including an Acer twenty two inch LCD display, uh, Rocketfish uh, two megapixel USB webcam. The the keyboard and mouse that my son had been using were. It, it, is this an ad, is this an advert for it? Or have you sold it? No, no. I, I'm yeah. No, they bought it. They're going to buy it. <laughs> Don't do an advert for it. Well, it's okay. Just letting everybody know what they missed out on. <laughs> yeah, that really cheesed me off. <laughs> but the, the keyboard and mouse that my son Peter had been using was like all gunked up, you know, typical teenage nonsense. So I had to go out and I got a uh, Kensington keyboard and mouse for it. And he had been using an OWC mini stack, one terabyte drive. And I, I wasn't originally going to include that, but because they're friends of mine, I'll just throw it in as well. They can use that as like a time machine drive. And they don't know that much about computers. They use it for just you know email and web surfing and Skype to talk to some friends of theirs overseas. 
So I preloaded Skype with their username and password, and of course put iLife 11 and iWork09 along with the latest version of uh, OS 10 on it. So I'm going to sell them that whole thing for like 600 bucks, and however it, however much it takes me to ship it to them. Cool. I think they got a bargain. Yeah. Well, I think so too. Heck, I'd, I'd buy that for 600 bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Though nobody listening to the podcast can. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my my my. Um. Where did you get to last week with uh, the MyMac with, stuff? With MyMac? Well, actually, there wasn't a great deal on, and we got up to basically uh, the Transcribe, which we'd done before. There was actually nothing new on there. Um, so we've got on the website this week a review from Mr. Nemo, John Yay. Nemo, uh, of the GoFlex Slim Performance USB Drive um, and basically, that's just a review of the hard drive. Yeah. Um, it's 320 gigabytes, $100, which, well... Not bad, I guess. Well, it seems a little high for me, but the portability is good, and uh, he's got a picture there of it standing next to a pencil. Yeah. looks very small. He's actually rated about a 7 out of 10, so uh, got all the information on there. Go take a look. Yep, another big, long name for something that's skinnier than a pencil. <laughs> we also have, there's a new podcast from uh, the tech fan guys, David and Tim, Complaining Monkeys. And there's, I love the picture of this. It, you know, he's got, there's a gorilla, not a gorilla, uh, it's a chimpanzee. And, and it's, no, that's, that's, I thought that was David. Well, David um, in the morning before he shaves. Ah, right, right. right. That's, that's where I was seeing that Yeah, picture. but I knew it wasn't David because he's holding a gun. And but, you can't have those kinds of guns in, in the UK. It's all right, it's a replica. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, okay, and the next the, <laughs> the next item is a, a review from Mike Breed of the Toddy Smart Cloth. Um, I presume this is a cloth which cleans itself. I don't know. I don't, it's a smart cloth, <laughs> presumably for cleaning your iOS devices. Yeah, I, I wanted to. I wanted to feed the cat. So if, if it's smart enough to feed the cat, then I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not sure he could do that. Oh well, it should. Um, we got some, we got some feedbacks from the Facebooks and the Twitters, or actually from the Twitters. Uh, in fact, before we go, oh no, no, let's go with this and then I'll have a go at you. Okay, go ahead. And now I'll have a go at you in a minute. Let's go with these bits of feedback because we'll get to the bit that I'm going to have a go at you at. (laughs) Okay. God, this is so disjointed. Get on with it, guy. Uh, Oh, are we talking about the feedback now? (laughs) Yes. I'm confused. (laughs) It's my you'll, first week back, and you're already see, confusing me. You'll see in a minute. You'll see in a minute. Okay. Carry on. Okay. Uh, you, this you is from John, from Fitz John Baptiste. Uh, he's got at Gazmaz. You did you did well without Guy on the podcast. You talk a lot of sense. Well done. Guy should go away more often. Only joking. And I've got a thing under here that says I've been told all my life to go away, and it hasn't worked yet. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I think someone followed up and said, uh, you talk a lot of sense. I said, oh, crikey, I hope Guy comes back quick then. <laughs> yeah, can't have that. You can't have that. <laughs> and the next, one, the next one was to yourself from Dave Scott. He says, Guy, how great to have your bro on show. Uh, interesting and funny. Runs in the fam. Thanks, Bill. You too, Gaz. Yeah, well, that was an afterthought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks for including Gaz. I mean... <laughs> Wasn't like he was on that show. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bill actually uh, is starting to talk to me about you know doing some more social media work to uh, promote his book, and uh, I haven't had a chance to get back to him on it, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, we got no feedback from email, which you guys can get a hold of us with either at guy or gas at mymac dot com. Uh, no feedback from Facebook, though, because we have enough likers, uh, we have a, a new URL for it. It's, uh, www.facebook.com forward slash my Mac podcast. Well, we're, we're up to, um, I think we're up to 59 people who like, um, that particular wall and we've had a few posts on there. So it's good stuff. It's yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, it's actually working out better than I thought it was going to. Yeah. It's going quite well. So, and I'm not really a Facebook fan, so uh, but I, I, I think I've used it more since uh, um, uh, since the MyMac link came up. To be perfectly honest with you, so there you go. Well, you're one of the admins for it. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I don't think we have anything else for this break. No, and funnily enough, I couldn't check Skype last week 
Really? What happened? Oh, because oh, okay, <laughs> oh, okay. Dig, dig. <laughs> That's the dig. That okay. was the dig. You see. Uh, well, what I you know what because right now uh, the telephone number is on like my personal account. Um, probably what I should do is convert this one because I mean I really only use it for the show. Is convert this one over to uh, like a, a general account, give you the password so we can both check on it and the like. And then if I want another one, you know, make another one for myself. But well, we'll perhaps do that. You know. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll work on I, that. I just had a go at you last week. That was all. It was quite funny. Yeah, I, I, I got I, to, I got that. I got to the Skype bit and I thought, oh, hang on a minute, I can't actually check. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing new on Skype. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. Yeah, you beat me to it. I was just going to say we can remind the people at the end of the show, but you've you've been and got in there, haven't you? God, yeah, yeah. I gave the number. Difficult. What was that number again? Seven zero three something 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 something. Yeah, yeah. Close enough. <laughs> so uh, we have an interview coming up in just a minute, and uh, I think uh, that's going to be it for this segment. So if you will all please, please stand by to stand by 703-436-9501 call us on facebook call us on we'll be right back If you remember Tim and David from the old My Mac podcast, Promo. you might want to listen to TechFan. Promo. What we do on TechFan is we have a broad scope. We like to talk about all aspects of technology, Promo. not just Apple stuff. Okay, Tim, that's really, really annoying. Can you stop that, please? We were supposed to do a promo. I was just, I was saying promo. We were doing a promo, but we don't need to say the word promo. Promo. Thanks. Tech fan, listen to it. Don't listen to him. Promo. You got a credit card. Yeah, what's wrong with it today? I used to have one too, maybe you'll come and have a look. I really love your hairdo, yeah. I'm glad you like mine too. See what looking pretty cool get you. Somebody tell. I just saw someone on the train laughing whilst listening to their iPod. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. And it's still Guy and it's still Gaz. Ah, uh, yes, I'm still here. Incredibly. <laughs> I know. I know. Every single week. It's, it's like, why does Gaz do this with me? It's, no, I, I, I asked myself that the question. same question several times. <laughs> well, we we actually have an interview this week. Uh, his name is Mark Schulman, and he is involved. In possibly, I didn't even ask him this. I think he's the owner of Multi Educator Incorporated. Hey, Mark. Yes. How are you? I'm one of the owners. So absolutely. Well, what's your what's your is it like CEO? You know, I'm CEO and president at the moment. Okay. Uh, any other any other weird like funny titles or is that basically it? That's basically it. You know, I put on a hat, chief development officer once in a while or whatever. But that's name <laughs> <laughs> my convention I'm going to. You know how it goes. Now you were telling me earlier that you've been involved with uh, Mac development for a very very long time. Yes, I have. I received my first Mac on release date. I was number 24, so I was a little bit too low to get one before release. So I've been developing Mac programs since since before the Mac came out, actually. We're, I was actually doing involved with working some some products for the Apple II well, going way back then. Before you, uh, before you got involved with iOS, what were some of the other programs that you were making for either the Apple II or the Mac? Well, in the most recent years, for the last 15 or 20 years, we had a series of uh, CD-ROMs in history, which we... We first started coming out with in 1989, 1990, and those are the first products that multi-educators started coming out with. Uh, the first one was a uh, CD-ROM on American history. The first version of that came out on a choice of eight 
discs without wow. sound or a CD-ROM with um, 60 megabytes with sound. The final version of that, which we still sell a few copies of at this point, is a DVD-ROM that's 4.9 gigabytes. <laughs> oh, my so, God. That's what happened over time. And, and prior to that, which goes back to the very, very early days of, of the Mac, um, I was in, we had a product in a previous company that was called Home Executive, which was a product with various calculations. We had something called Mac Choice. We made choices of what you wanted to buy. And we had Mac Engineer, which ended up being the genesis of some of our iOS products. We have an electrical engineering product. And the idea from that came from Mac Engineer, which we did literally, I would say, in the first or second year of, of, the, uh, of the year since the Mac first came out. We had Mac Engineer, Mac Choice, and Mac Home Executive. So those were in the very, very early years of, of the Mac. And uh, we used to have a rule. Apple back then, to try to promote the Mac, had a series of – they used to put on shows in different parts of the country. Oh, yeah. And, and it was for free. For vendors, you could go for free. And so our rule back then in the company, back then there was, a, there was an airline coming out of New York called People's Express. Oh, so, yeah. I remember them. So wherever People's Express flew, we would attend the Mac convention. So <laughs> that, that was our early rules in the company. Wherever People's Express went, that's where we'd go and we'd, we'd, we'd show our wares. And this convention, Apple would provide you with a, a booth, a table, an electrical outlet. And uh, that's how we'd first show some of our products way back when. Now, uh, the the product that we're talking about today is called Revolutionary War, which is talking about the uh, the War of Independence in the 1770s of you know the, the basically the American Revolution. Right, when we freed ourselves from those Brits over there. So. Yeah, 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 boy, gotta watch them. <laughs> yeah, we yes. came back with some Beatles, are you? Yeah, okay. It took you a few years though, you know, 1960, yeah, they, 1776. Yeah, but it, yeah, subterfuge. Subterfuge. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, sub sub subterfuge. <laughs> Something like that. You, thought, yeah. you took over America silently all these years later. So, <laughs> and then let the Japanese and the Koreans and the Chinese take shush, over. Shush. Shush. <laughs> now, uh, where where exactly did the idea of this come from? Now, I, I'm guessing that that. The part of the genesis of this product was some of the stuff you had done earlier for the Mac. Absolutely. I mean, our basic idea, and what I've been doing for for very long, is I sort of go in and out of the world of history and the world of technology. And as someone who's very much been into history my whole life, my whole view is that people don't learn enough history, and by and large, it's because history is boring. And certainly, this new generation, we need to find ways of engaging them in ways that they can't be engaged by a textbook. So my basic premise has always been, let's use technology to teach history in as many engaging ways as we can. And um, that's where we started originally with the first CD-ROMs. And, of course, now we've moved over to the iOS devices. And what we've been doing now is we've been using the iOS devices. We've been taking some of the basic stuff that we've had. We also have a very large history website called HistoryCentral.com and reimagining it for iOS devices, uh, redoing it. And starting with resources all over again, some of the text resources obviously are the same, but uh, for some of our products, we have a biography of JFK. I spent a couple of days in the JFK library in, uh, in Boston. We're doing a biography of FDR. I've spent six or seven days uh, working in Hyde Park over the last couple of months putting together the material. Again, taking the fact that the iOS devices have all sorts of capabilities that we certainly didn't have in the CD-ROMs back when. So we're reimagining everything for iOS devices with the same basic concept. The idea is we want to bring history alive for a new generation. We think that uh, technology is the best way of teaching kids, but I think the iOS devices are going to do what computers never quite did. In the history of our company, we got involved for, uh, about 15 years ago in getting our CD-ROMs approved to replace textbooks. And we went through a lengthy process where we got uh, California and I believe it was Alabama and Oregon to approve a bunch of our CD-ROMs. And it was a big, long review process, a number of trips out to each of those states. And after the whole process was done, it resulted in zero sales. And, uh, <laughs> Great. Well, people were afraid 15 years ago. Think back 15 years ago. A school district was afraid to say, well, we're replacing a textbook with a, with a CD-ROM. You know, parents were used to textbooks. That's right. what they had learned on. And I think we're now at the stage where parents are going to be ready for an iPad to replace a textbook. And certainly from a, from a financial standpoint, where textbooks are running $80, $90, $100 a piece, 
I think that people are ready to say, you know what? I, I, I foresee a world that in two or three years where most school districts are going to end up giving out iPads because it'll be cheaper to give out an iPad. Or, yeah, or, or some kind of tablet device. Right, some Not sort of tablet. Not necessarily an iPad. Well, I actually, believe, I actually believe the iPad is going to end up the same way that the iPod ended up, but that's my own personal belief in terms of the market share. But they'll give out a tablet, and uh, it'll just be cheaper. Forget everything else than, uh, than the textbooks that were being handed out. Right. And, of course, our view, and I think this is what differentiates us from a textbook manufacturer – is what the textbook people are doing is they're taking their same textbook, putting it in an electronic form, and adding a few extra pictures or a little media here and there. And we've always been of the view that let's rethink the concept of what a multimedia device can do and how we can teach using a multimedia device. And that's where we're going in terms of our medium term. Uh, our plan is to replace American history textbooks with a series of these apps uh, that will cover all of American history over the next three years. Well, one thing I one thing I really like about it is is how easy it is to to go from one subject to another. I mean, the way you have it laid out, you've got the battles laid out, you've got the causes laid out, you've got the the history that happened before the revolution actually started laid out. You've got you know sections with different battles. You've got sections with some of the some of the people and the things that they actually wrote during those times. And it's easy just to kind of bounce from from one to the other all over the place, you know. As well as having some interactive, um, like like one, when I was going through some of the battles, I noticed that in like the multimedia section, as I, I can't th I can't remember what her name is, uh, the, the the woman that you had actually recording the uh, the, the the background information. You had like little maps, or I'm sorry, you had like little flags of of American and British forces and, and where they were at particular times and the routes that they took. And at the same time that the narrator is saying, okay, well, they, they went up the Hudson River to try to cut off George Washington, you would actually see a, a little British flag like moving up the river while you would see Washington retreating up through, um, uh, up through New York. Right, well, we've done that a, a great deal. We've also we added one simulation so far. We're going to be adding additional simulations. We have one simulation where you're George Washington and you have to decide – whether what parts of the Battle of New York to fight, when to withdraw, and if you make the wrong mistakes, you end up losing the war. So we expect to do a lot more of that because I my hate when that happens. Yeah, well, <laughs> the Brits would have liked it, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, one of my experiences, in, and I've also taught a great deal, is that if you can engage students in being active in the simulation, you can do even more with them. And so our goal is we're going to be adding a fair number of simulations throughout this and our other projects as well. So it'll both be multimedia right. simulations, and we have a Civil War app where we – one of the advantages there, we have the Brady co Collection. I don't know if you're familiar with the famous photographs of the Civil War. There are over a 1,000 of them in our app, and you can zoom in. The quality is just unbelievable. And so you can zoom in on one of these pictures that you've seen on TV, you've seen in a book, and you can go really into a great deal of detail by, by doing that. So that's one of the things that, that the iOS apps allow you to do, you know, to pinch the picture and zoom in on it. And uh, so, you know, we want to engage kids in as many ways as we can. The other thing we've tried to do is we have both, as you mentioned, the primary source documents. So someone who wants to do a report and really go into the primary source, they're all there. But if it's a younger kid and they just want to hear about the causes or get a simple understanding, that's also there. And, and that's one of the goals is to try to provide a solution that both works for younger kids as well as older kids and as well as for history buffs. You know, if you want to find those primary source documents, well, one of the beauties of uh, any sort of multimedia device is you can layer it in such a way that, you know, the primary source documents are all there. You can go in depth as you want, but you don't have to. You won't be bored by it if you're not interested at all. Right. And I, I think you also have links to, to like, other websites that, that may have more information. Yes, we do. And we try to, you know, we, we, try, we try to give as much, much information as possible to the user and give people an opportunity to really study as in depth as they yeah. can. And of course the other the other advantage of an application like this as compared to a textbook is you know if new information comes up or if you know there's a mistake made you know, it's very very easy to correct it in one sync later you've got all the 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 all the changes and you don't have to go out and and you know turn in a bunch of textbooks and wait for the new ones to come in. You know, all the new information or all the revised information is right there immediately. 
No, absolutely. It's not only a question of revised information. Like I said, the current version shipping has only one battle simulation. Our goal is over the next couple of months to add another five or six simulations, and these will just be added. No one's going to pay anything for it. You know, the beauty of the iOS is the fact that updates are free. Of course, as a developer, that's sometimes a bit of a problem because updates are always free. So we have a product out. We one of our our first product was a what we call a finance formulator, and we released that in October of nineteen of two thousand and nine, and very early point in in the cycle of iOS devices. So it's been out for two and a half years, and people are still getting free updates. So that's the other side of the coin as a developer. Now the other the other kind of the other thing that's nice about this application is you're not just telling it from the the colonists' viewpoint. You've got. Heaven forbid, it's a worldwide market out there. You know, it's a little bit of their do. So, right. So you've got information from from the English side, both from Parliament, from the the Royalists, from the the troops and commanders that were in the colonies, from uh, naval commanders on both sides, from from just ordinary people on both sides, and it, it's it's a very very rich app with a lot of information in it. That's it. Come on, guys, sell it to me. Sell it to me. Yes, I'm trying. I'll take my <laughs> shirt off. Will that well, help? That, you, know, that's really, you know, that's one. Of, that's that's the goal in any te- teaching of history and telling of the history. I'm not one of those people who believes uh, that history is relative. You know, is there are people out there who believe that history is only told from the side of the the conquerors, and you can't really tell a true story. Well, you can actually tell the story of what happened in a certain battle. It, the facts at this point are known, certainly as events. You know, we can't tell, we can't be sure about what we know about Roman history. But from the last 250 years, we know what took place in history pretty well. But on the other hand, you need to give perspectives. And while a certain event may, certain events are happened, and this is what took place. The British perspective is different than the American perspective. And in each event that takes place, we try to give the different perspectives like you mentioned. And that's very important because people have to be able to see history from two different eyes. And even the events didn't change. People experience history very differently. It's funny funny you should say that because I was listening to – there's actually a history podcast from the BBC and I was listening to it the other day. And they were talking about how the whole of Western Europe could have looked different. If a certain lady called Bodicea in the UK was fighting the Romans and the if she had not changed her tactics in fighting the Romans um, in the UK or in Britain as it was then um, it, and carried on with her guerrilla type warfare, she could well have um, won that particular battle and that could have um, changed the whole course of the way the Roman Empire was going at that point, which would have changed so many things. So oh, yeah. it is it is interesting to you know hear from both sides as to you know the the reasoning why one side was doing what it thought was right. Of course, yeah, right. kind of, kind of like a butterfly effect. Mm. Right, and and also getting getting those perspectives is really important because while there's only one history, it's not always the case that one side was right and one side was wrong. Yeah, that there's always shades of gray. You know, think about it from from the perspective of the Revolutionary War. If King George had just agreed to give Americans the right to be represented in the British Parliament, we'd all be still a British not a British colony, but we'd be part of uh, Great Britain today. You know, all he had to do was give Amer- the Americans the right. Uh, to be represented in Parliament, and there probably would never have been a revolutionary war. It's all right, guy. You can get up off the floor now. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Uh. Come on, I knew a queen. Come on, there's no. But history would have been very different. Little changes like that was always yeah, necessary. Absolutely. So For it's, queen it's, uh, and country. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before, guy. Yeah. I think I think it is important that, that as you say, then to get you know both sides' pers- perspective. Yeah, and it helps that it, this is this is actually. As compared to textbooks, this this is more of, of like a living document. So you know, and and the the other products that you come out that you that you have aren't necessarily just related to uh, American history or or how it how it affects you know the the, the people in uh, North America, but also I mean you have you have other history books that are are related to other events, like you said, the Civil War. Um, I, I, uh, what were some of the other ones? We, we, we have documents in world history, which is totally non-American centric. So it has documents from all over world history of, right. of, and speeches. We have a lot of church, we have a lot of speeches by Churchill actually in there, including 
including the audio of a number of his speeches. Um, but we have um, a biography of JFK, which is currently shipping. Um, but we will do in over the next three years, we'll do a we'll do a world history, both 20th century and even part of the 21st century, which we hope to have out over the next uh, next two or three years. It's a long list of products that we're planning to come out with over over this period of time. Uh, and again, we see it as a mission. I mean, look, we make money out of it too. Don't get me wrong. Of course. Business. But it's, it's a mission. Uh, it's always been my mission since I myself was in high school. And I found so many of my classmates. I did well, but my classmates were bored in history. It's been a mission of mine my whole life to try to engage students in history. And not so much because I love history, but because I believe that in order for someone to be an intelligent voter, I don't care what part of the world they are voting, but wherever they are and they're voting for their parliament or for the Congress or for the presidency of the United States or wherever they're voting, to be an intelligent voter, you need to understand history. Because it's only in historical context can you decide whether a certain position of somebody makes any sense or doesn't make any sense. And so I'm a strong proponent that if you, you know, as sure everyone has the right to vote, but they should be able, they should vote from intelligence, and the intelligence comes from understanding a little history. Right, uh, not, I, I, not just always, from a party. Yeah, I always like the statement, you know, you've got to know where you've come from to know where you're going. Absolutely. Yep. And you got to do, to be a voter, you absolutely have to do that. And, and, and way too many of our voters, you know, don't know history. And the United States is a particular problem, which I discovered over my years in, in attending his, history uh, conferences with, with history educators. And it's almost sad to say, but most uh, history teachers in American school, high schools particularly are not known by the name, not known as a history teacher. They are by and large called coach. Because <laughs> and I'm, being, I'm being dead serious. In at least 60 or 70% of the, hist of the high schools that I've spoken to administrators from, they are not allowed to hire a history teacher unless they can coach a team. And so often... We're in situations where the history teachers have had a minor in history and a major in physical education. And that's <laughs> where the future of our students and our civilization is being um, – in whose hands it's being placed, unfortunately, very often. So we need, we need tools like this to, to help out the, uh, the phys ed majors. Absolutely. Or more importantly, to maybe get around them a little bit. But to help them out, too, they need something like this, without sure. a doubt. Okay, we're talking with Mark Schulman from Multi Education, Multi Educator, oh God, Incorporated, Multi Educator Incorporated. Oh, get my get my teeth in. And our um, website is multieducator.net or historycentral.com. Yeah. And the app is called Revolutionary War. It sells for four dollars and ninety nine cents in iTunes, and it's it's a lot. It's a fun app. It, it this this is the kind of app that can make history fun. Mark, thank you so very, very much for coming on this week. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, best of luck. Uh, everybody else, please stand by to stand by. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, we got one more segment. We'll be right back. There was beer all over the dance floor. And the band was playing rhythm and blues. You got down and did the gator. half an hour later, you were barfing on. Celebrate Apple's iOS, iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and Apple TV with us on the Pocket Size Podcast from MyMac.com with your hosts, Scott and Peter, great reviews from John Nemirovsky of MyMac.com, and segments and contributions from many of the other fine writers of MyMac.com. It's hard to believe so much excitement can fit in your pocket, but it can. Please find us at MyMac.com or in iTunes. Just search for Pocket Size Podcast. You'll be proud to tell your friends that you have us in your pocket. The only reason to not listen is if you're sick. And we'll expect a note from your mother. The G-Men, 
on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the final section of the MyMac.com podcast. And I think we could have a bit of a record on our hands here, Guy. What do you reckon? I think uh, we could be a... Don't say it. You, you'll blow it. Oh, Damn, you just said, I've said it. it. Oh, excrement. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said a much worse word. Much. That's, that's awful. Uh, well, that's I, all awful. I've got us earlier. Yeah, so I got it. <laughs> I got us earlier pre-show. I don't know if I'm going to put that in at the, at the end or not. It would take quite a lot of editing. I think there'd be rather a lot of beeps in there. Yeah, it would be more like Hey, this is Gaz. Beep, 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 guy. Beep, 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 beep. Guy. Oh, what are you doing to me here, Garage Band? Sorry, is this a save? Is this an edit point? God. Okay. No, we're still okay. Garage Band. Yeah. A little bit of inside baseball here. Garage Band, every once in a while, does something stupid. Sometimes it's the disc too slow error, which means nothing, which doesn't mean the disc is too slow. Sometimes it's what I just saw, which was a message saying that there was monitor feedback and do I want to have monitor on or off? And it doesn't matter which choice you make, something bad happens. But we're okay. (laughs) So something bad didn't happen. Well, sort of. (laughs) Sure, okay. sure, something bad happened. I just uh, went off on this 30-second rant about GarageBand. About, yeah, about nothing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, right. it's the Seinfeld of software. It is. Now, uh, I posted a link to an article from uh, uh, channelregister.co.uk. Yes. Uh, which was talking about, um, well, about syncing over the cloud uh, and whether you should, you know, it was basically talking about backups but re- reading through the article, it actually gave me um, a thought that perhaps Apple's route of syncing over the cloud, rather than keeping everything in the cloud, is quite a valid model. Um, and it was basically talking about, obviously, the cost of actually cloud computing to the users, really, right. in the fact that, obviously, we are going to have to pay for the bandwidth. And if you do everything in the cloud... It's not free. It's going to cost some money. Yep. Um, Somebody so, has to pay somewhere. That's right. So I, you know, I, it, it just made me think. Actually, Apple's route of going, making sure that you've still got stuff on your local hard drives, etc., but making sure that everything is synced up, is is perhaps the model that we should be heading for. What do you think, Guy? Yeah. Well, if if you're talking about like iTunes content, for example. Uh, Google and Amazon's cloud initiatives are basically, okay, everything that you have, you have local on your computer as far as music and movies and, and you know, whatnot, you go ahead and upload those to our servers, and if you need them again, they're there. Well, the problem with that is, I mean, I've got a two-terabyte drive that I have dedicated for iTunes content, and I've got over a terabyte of data on there. How long would it take me to upload over a terabyte of data to Google's server or to download it back over again? Now, what Apple does is it says, okay, well, you've purchased all of this stuff in iTunes. There's no reason for you to upload it. We know what you bought. So if you need it again, we now have the permission of the content copyright holders to allow you to download it again because, you know, You've already paid for it. We've we've already given the money to Universal or, or EMI or any of these other companies, and they're letting they're they're agreeing that it's okay for you to download it again because it's verified that it's you and you bought it. Whereas with Google's route, and they had to do both Google and Amazon had to do this without the okay of any of these other companies that actually hold you know the copyrights to all this all this content. <laughs> 
and they're they're pushing back on it. They're saying no, no, because yeah, we don't yeah, know where I, that stuff came from. That's right. But I, I, this was. Uh, I mean, I think we. I think we've pretty much um, got a lot of that information. What What I found interesting about the point about the the article was the fact that it was talking really about the cost of cloud computing, and also the fact that you know you've also got to think about backups. All you know as well, sure. because in, if you use the cloud as as your only source, and you have a failure, you're going to struggle. You really are going to struggle for immediate, you know, up and running to become up and running again. Sure. Um, and that's why local backups, I think, are, are still extremely important. And also, we've seen a very large company get hacked. Now, if people start <laughs> storing all of their data in the cloud, it could be that the actual company that you use, although hopefully secure and got the, their own backups of your data, which is something else you've got to think about. You know, you know the company that you're using, what about their backup strategy? Um, but if they get hacked, it, you know, you're, you're then at the, the beholds of, you know, their security systems. So it, it was just a very interesting article because everybody's pushing cloud, cloud, cloud. And there are some, you know, pros and cons to um, all of the processes that we run in trying to have a system that we can carry around with us all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, Google is pushing a, a basically a cloud computer right now. And who's to say that you know, that Google won't get hacked someday? And you know, all they need, all, all anybody really needs to get everything that you do on Google is your username and your password. And then you're done. They could get rid of all of it and you would have nothing left or they could steal it or they could sell it or they could do any one of a number of things. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it's, it's interesting stuff. Um, and certainly for me, I, I've tried one of uh, a couple of the online backup processes and I've actually got unlimited because of the package that I've got with my ISP. I've actually got unlimited, unlimited space, which I can back up to. Now the application that they've given me isn't, <laughs> It's rubbish, um, (laughs) for want of a better word. Um, But one or two apps I've tried where, you know, the application or um, services where the application they've got is pretty good. But it's it's sitting there backing up and backing up. And I don't always leave my machine on. And that's fair enough because when you go back to it, it'll then back up again. But if you have a failure halfway through... You know, you, you've got to go through that period of it back, backing up. Once it's up there, okay, it'll be incremental. But it, yeah, I'm yeah. having to pay for that. I'm also having to pay for that that bandwidth. And, you know, it's just little things like that. And I'm thinking, because I'll tell you what, the ISPs, the more ban, bandwidth we use, I'm not so sure that it will become cheaper and cheaper. I think we've got to a price point here now where they, they'll just start putting the, the limits on how much you're using. And if you want to use, you know, over this particular limit, well, that's premium, yeah. that's premium service, sir. And you will pay for it. Mm. Yeah. Or yeah. you'll have to find somebody else and then start the process all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yay. And, don't, and aren't you looking forward to that? <laughs> Um, the next story that we were going to talk about, uh, there's been quite a lot of, of talk about Final Cut Pro X. Um, Dave and Tim did, did a really nice job on the latest tech fan. What number was that? Um, 36, 37? Do you know, I've been closed the page down now. I listened to it, you know, I, I listened to the monkey story that I was going on about, so. Yeah, it was, uh, number 36, Complaining okay. Monkeys. Yeah. And... Since that happened, or since Final Cut Pro X has come out, there has been a lot of pushback from the pro community about it, and Apple has responded in a number of ways, including allowing, you know, giving refunds, which I think is almost an amazing breakthrough in and of itself. Now, I haven't gotten it yet. Now, I, I did get motion and there was an update added that some added content for motion but i haven't gone ahead and gotten final cut pro x yet because honestly i'm i'm pretty happy between final cut pro 7 and uh adobe's premiere elements that i'm 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 pretty covered 
I think I think that this this application is in a in a year's year or two's time you won't be hearing any of these sorts of complaints. It'll be up to scratch. It'll be um, servicing all of the cameras that it needs to service. Sure. It'll have the add-ons that you need for it to run. People will have been using it and putting out content. I think the biggest issue, the biggest issue, and I think both David and Tim, meant, uh, sorry, Tim and um, uh, yeah, Tim and David mentioned this on the, on the show was uh, the fact that Apple haven't allowed extra licenses of Final Cut Seven. Final oh really? So it, you, you, if you buy it, you can only download it that one time, and only no, 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 no. If 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 a company's got licenses and they need to add a few licenses, I don't think Apple are doing that at the moment for Final Cut Pro Seven, and I think that's one of the biggest issues that, that that's irking a lot of uh, professionals because they're not going to move over to Final Cut Pro X or Ten just yet because it's not the finished article, and they're uh. certainly not. You know, and what Apple aren't doing is allowing them extra licenses if they need extra seats, um, you know, to do a project. And I think that's if they I think that would go a long way to, you know, soothing the brows of the professionals on, <laughs> on Final Cut Pro 7, because Final Cut Pro 7 is still it's still out there. It's still a good product. Of yeah, course. it's a great product. Um, so, you know, I, but I think in a year's time, we'll we. We'll be saying, do you remember that time when we were talking about and everybody hated Final Cut Pro 10? Oh, I remember those days. Um, <laughs> something that, that I have found kind of funny is that as, as soon as all this brouhaha started, uh, Adobe started offering Premiere Pro and the, um, what is it, the production premium CS5 package or CS5.5 package for half price if you use the code SWITCH, <laughs> all capital letters. So that brings down the price of Premiere Pro to about $400 and the production premium package for about $850, which includes Premiere Pro, After Effects, Photoshop, Illustrator, Flash Creation, Tools, Woohoo, Sound Booth, On Location, Encore, and Bridge, which is, that's actually, you know, considering Adobe's usual prices, that that's a pretty impressive set of tools for the money. But how many people are going to switch just because the latest version of, of Final Cut Pro isn't quite their cup of tea? No, I can't. You know, that's it's a ploy. It, it happens all the time. I mean, if you if you think about it, you know, with the applications um, or companies with similar applications, if if one company brings out something or has a, a hiccup in their process, whether it yeah. be production, whether it be new new product, whatever it is, um, the opposition. He says, air quoting, will, <laughs> will often do stuff like this. So, you know, Adobe are just uh, yeah. falling, you know, f they're doing the normal promotional stuff. Yeah. Um, I, some people will take it up. I think the people who will take it up really are the people that were just about to buy anyway and they're just now rubbing their hands because they've saved a lot of money. They might get a few extra switches, but, you know, uh, not enough to make, really make a difference. No, I mean, if, if you are not, if you're going to throw out Final Cut Pro 7, and move to Adobe and change your whole process just because Adobe are doing this and because Final Cut 10 isn't the finished article yet, which Final Cut Pro, when it first came out, wasn't the finished article. No, it took no, a number of years for it to get to where it is now. And, you know, it, it, there's been a lot of brouhaha about this. I think people have just got to take a step back, you know, a little bit like mobile, mobile me, really. You know, I'm trying to take a step back and think and breathe breathe deeply, think about it, and <laughs> calmly, move on. Calmly. And, uh, you know, but everything these days is so instant, you know, and you get a reaction. And yeah. it's almost as if people... Instant gratification. Just, yeah, it's almost as if people want a reaction all the time just to... Well, I don't know what it gives them, but there you go. There you go. Mm, 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 mm. And, well, and also Final Cut Pro Ten is 300 bucks. It's not like if you're a production studio that... 300 bucks for up to five licenses no. of the software no. is going to kill you. No, that's right. It's not that big a deal. That's right. Uh, the next one, you had an article called iCloud from a site called iCloudRules.com. Yeah, it's all seemed to be about the cloud this week, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was mostly about somebody that's going to, that I guess, canceled their cable and tried to watch all of their regular TV just through the internet. Yep. And turned out they weren't real happy with it and ended up going back. 
Yes. Yeah. The, the interesting thing is, though, this that, and what um, drew this to my attention was the fact that on the iPad now. So if I have just if I took away my well, actually, it's slightly different because in the UK, we've got free to air stuff still anyway, over the aerial. So it, it, it's it's well, it we is do here sli- too. It is it is slightly different. But the, uh, and we do have cable. So, you you know, you can't get a lot of that stuff over the Internet yet. But to be perfectly honest with you, we don't watch a lot of the the TV programs that you get through cable. I certainly don't subscribe to Sky. Um, and but I could actually get away with the aerial. And do everything over the iPad, or if we had iPads, because now you've got the BBC with their iPlayer catch-up, you've got the ITV with their iPlayer catch-up um, application, you've got Channel 4 uh, with their catch-up, and you can watch a lot of stuff over the web. So that's what grabbed me about uh, this particular article. However, I think it's still, as I think he's really found out in the article, it's still early in the day to throw away your cable connection when it comes to TV. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of content, um, you know, just regular network. Not even talking about local, but but network broadcasting here in the states that you just can't get online. I mean, there's actually been one or two networks that have dropped out of Hulu, which was the uh, the big draw for that, where you could get almost you know everything from all these different broadcasters right there on Hulu. But some of them have dropped out of that. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we're quite at the moment yet so i would agree with you there yeah definitely definitely but it, it was again an interesting piece and it's uh it's everything over the air and of course it's not going to be cheap because if it's coming over the air you might be on a wi-fi on your local um in your your home network but it's going through a cable or through an isp who is serving that data to you yep and i, I can assure you They'll be counting the bits you're receiving. <laughs> they usually do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one, and uh, I've got a note here about it, and I can't remember what the article was about. Uh, something about market growth in Asia. Well, it was. It's pretty much uh, uh, Asia in particular with a, an, an incredible. Uh, percentage growth over there certainly but it was talking really about the fact that apple is seeing a surge in revenue from overseas markets um which kind of makes sense um but i I think in particular they were talking about um asia pacific only accounting for 18 percent of the company's overall profits um but the region achieved a 2,991% growth from 2005 to 2010. Now, Apple aren't going to do that again over the next five years. (laughs) But, of course, if they can half that or even, let's say, make a quarter of that growth, they're already up so much higher on the value that they've got there that it will equally give them, you know, the growth on that percentage or on that value will still give them a hell of a lot of revenue from those countries. So I think, you know, foreign, uh, well, when I say foreign, do I mean foreign <laughs> for the UK or foreign no, for the UK or foreign for the US? <laughs> overseas markets. Uh, yeah, those people. Apple, Let's just call them from, those people. From, from, from an Apple perspective are becoming more and more important. So whether that will change their outlook on the type of software and the type of products they're producing in the future i'm not so sure and that's that's kind of where i was thinking on on that particular article to be honest with you well at the, but at the same time yeah if they're having this much success with what they're doing then they're already serving you know the those people market very very well yeah but you get to a point all of a sudden where you you you, you you get a change of emphasis and you suddenly think, ah, do we have to suddenly start changing, you know, a little bit of this, you know, because the, the bigger the market, the more requests that you'll get from those marketplaces as well. well that's true. And, those requ- and those requests might start swinging you into a slightly different direction with the, uh, you know, your product, the product line. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. And um, we have been running a contest now for what? Few five, weeks. five, six weeks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And starting, I guess, uh, the the last two weeks, you guys have responded with a vengeance. (laughs) So we are here to announce that the contest contest is closed. 
I should have you know you know what we haven't done we have not done soundboard at all tonight can you believe that I think this I, is like a f- I, I'm stunned well, let's let's just keep it that way <laughs> <laughs> and here he is uh, master of misinformation Mr. Know-it-all okay so I just had to get that out so uh, are you happy now I'm happy I am happy uh, we we're closing the uh, the bumper contest the bumper commercial contest I think we have enough entries to make some educated choices on who's going to win what and uh, I'm going to start contacting people this week to have them send me you know email addresses or their actually I guess I'll need their physical addresses because I'm sending them a physical product. And uh, we'll announce those winners next week, and either next week or the week after, we will uh, record at least a few of them live. Now, if you, if for longtime listeners, you may remember, um, I guess it was January or February. It was after MacWorld. Yeah, it had to be after MacWorld because that's where Tim and I wrote a bunch of them. Uh, Gaz and I on the air recorded live a lot of the bumpers and. I thought that was funny as hell. I'm sorry. I mean, just the fact that, that we were cracking each other up with some of these things, even after having read them countless times, just made it a, a, a great and funny show. So unless uh, unless somebody has major objections to it, we'll probably do that again with some of the contest winners. Sounds sounds like fun. Now, do we have another quick contest? We a do. New and, one. Oh my God! This is the the, the quickest of quickie quick yeah. contests. You've, you've got. If you're an early listener to this uh, this show, if you if you download the feed and listen to it quickly, you're in with a shout. I think here. Yeah. Now today is as we record this July fifth, and we're gonna. I mean, this contest is only gonna run. I think until what July eleventh, Monday. Yeah. So uh, what, what, what this is, we have three promo codes for an app called Top Camera App for iOS from Lucky Clan Software. And the way that you need to put your entry in is to go to the MyMac.com podcast Facebook page and just put in something like, I want to win the Top Camera app. Or just, yeah, you can just put in Top Camera app. I don't care. I'm, I'm easy that way. And we will pick three three names out of the hat of all the people that enter to uh, to to get that free app, Top Camera app from Lucky Clan. It's uh, for iOS. Enter through Facebook, the MyMac. Pod- yep, Facebook.com forward slash MyMac Podcast is where you go to enter. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, it, now, now, don't get used to con- contests, folks. We're not going to be having them every week. No, no. This was this was, we we got we got alerted to this from uh, Donnie Yankelo. Yeah, and so we're we just, this was like just well done. You know, throw well, it out. Well done, Donnie. Well yep, done. Thanks, Donnie. And this now is we, normally the part where we <clears throat> pick apps. Well, it is, and we're not we're not picking apps this week. Nope. Uh, and and we we've, we've not we've been really well lazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll go with lazy. But, but, good. The, but the funny thing is, guy, we haven't mentioned Lion, which seems to be very close to finishing, and I, I think that's it. That's as much about Lion as we ought to we ought to talk about. Um, it's going to be out really soon. It's thirty dollars in the US. It's probably going to be about twenty pounds in the UK. Um, watch out for it. There's probably going to be something happening within the next week or so. Yeah, we may be talking about this next week. I think so. Yep. I think so. And I think uh, that's going to about do it for the show. I think it will. Yep. Now, Gaz. Mm. If if you want to contact me, yeah. that's what you was going to ask, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh, you're good. I, you know, I, I've almost done this podcast on my own. <laughs> well, how would they do it? <laughs> Tell me. I want to know. <laughs> Although I've got to say at this point now, before before we go on, I have yeah. to say thanks very much to Peter. Peter Upfold, who uh, stood in last week. Terrific. We might yeah, have to have was him back good. on. And also, thanks to everybody who um, asked um, to, or offered their services. And I think I responded to one or two of them and said, okay, that's great. Thanks very much. I've actually got uh, Peter on. Um, uh, but we might put you in as a standby for a listener invite. So we've actually got a few listener invites. So we'll be putting out requests to them, I think, fairly soon. Now, if you do want to contact me, you can contact me at gaz at mymac.com or on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. 
Now, Guy. Yeah. If somebody wanted to contact you, I, well, I don't know why desperate. they would. Desperate yeah. people. How would they? Well, they could contact me uh, th- through email at guy at mymac.com or twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> That's a sick parrot. <laughs> and of course, if you want to contact us or a fearless leader, Tim, you can do that at feedback at mymac.com. And but for the love of God, Gaz, we have a Skype number that you just don't have access to. <laughs> but I know the number. You do? What is it? I'm 703. A 703-436-9501. Wait, I got to check that. 703-436-9501. Yeah, you're right. You're our big winner. Yay. Uh, you don't get nothing. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God, my brain So, people, is, people, go over, to, go over to my Mac. Uh, like the page or go into iTunes and thank you very much for everybody who does this. Go to iTunes and, and, and tell iTunes what you think of us. Oh, no, no. Tell iTunes how much you like us. Something please. like that. Yeah, or Facebook forward slash <laughs> My Mac Podcast and like us there too. And don't forget about we've, we've got those three promo codes for um, Top Camera App from Lucky Clan. And we are going to pick a couple names out of the hat. So just go to the My Mac podcast facebook page and just put in top camera app if that's all you have time to do and that's all you got to do it's really that easy it is yeah so i think we're done i think we're done yeah so thank you all so thanks everyone for downloading the podcast <laughs> oh kill my it. god kill it uh, will you kill it okay good night everybody good night Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. Go whenever you're ready. You say you want a revolution? No, no, you got to start with my Mac podcast. Uh, oh, do, you want, do you want me to do that part? And then you come oh, in, and then I'll come oh, in? Oh. <laughs> I've got to get that out of my system tonight. I've got too many. I've got too many. I've got too many epics in my <laughs> I'll put this at the end of the show with lots of bleeps. No, yeah, no. <laughs> People think I don't swear. Oh, well, I know better. <laughs>